The following episode was recorded live on YouTube for Adulting.TV Live. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at Adulting.TV. Welcome to Adulting.TV Live. I am Harlan Landis, and I'm here with Miranda Marquette. As usual, how are you, Miranda? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing great. So our guests today are Jessica Morehouse and Jacqueline Phillips. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome. We're doing awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We're very excited, people. Yes, we are. Well, excited. We're excited to have you on. Yes. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. So we're talking today about money management as well as personal fitness. That is something that maybe a person has one thing down and they haven't quite figured out the other. Maybe they have uh, fitness down. They're great. Great. They go to the gym. They exercise all the time. They're healthy, but they don't have their finances. Maybe they have neither. And I think a lot of people probably are in the situation where they need to fix their money and they need to fix their health too, their fitness. So why don't we start by having you guys introduce yourselves, one or the other, whoever wants to go first. You want, I'll go first. Okay. So I have a very random, varied background, which is, I think, why I connected so great with Jackie, because she has a really random background, too, which we'll get into. But I started off kind of my adulting life thinking that I wanted to be a filmmaker, went to film school, got a degree, changed my mind, and (laughs) then started working in sales and marketing and did that for a number of years, hated it, and then worked in digital marketing for a few years. And my last job was working in digital marketing for a law firm, which is where I met Jackie. And now I am full-time just doing personal finance. So it started with film and sales and marketing and now in personal finance, which I feel like is now my calling. So yeah, Jackie, you go with your story and then they'll kind of come together in a beautiful kind of combination. Meshing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have always been into fitness. That's always been my thing, but I tried to do the adult thing. And um, (laughs) after I got a, a degree in English and communications, I went on to law school I did two years of law school before I realized I hated that, but I ended up getting on with a law firm. Uh, I worked in business development and marketing with the law firm for a couple of years, moved to Toronto to pursue that career, still thinking that was my thing. Mm -hmm. So I did business development at uh, the same law firm that Jess was at. All the while, still doing my fitness thing, I got my personal training certification and continued doing all my certifications throughout the time I was in the marketing and legal world because that's what I loved. And then finally I decided actually Jess was my inspiration. She left the firm and three months, three months later I was like, well, if she can do it, I'm going to do it. So um, yeah. So I left, I left about three months after Jess pursue uh, personal training coaching. Mm -hmm. And actually I got my uh, yoga teacher certification during the same time I was kind of building up. I don't know how she did it. Like some savings to to quit. And uh, so, yeah, so now I'm doing that full time and loving it. Yeah. So how we came together was obviously she worked in the business development department. I worked in digital marketing and uh, she, when she first started, I think it was like, was it a year or a couple months? I can't remember anymore. But anyway, she had a cubicle that was near mine and we were both working late one night and she kind of popped life. Cubicle life. 
time. She popped around the cubicle. It's like, hey, is anyone else here? I'm like, oh, hey, I'm here. And then we just started chit-chatting and talking about our kind of side hustles. And I said, oh, you know, what I actually really love, what I do on the side is, you know, personal finance, you know, blogging and podcasting, all that. And I was stuff. like, cool. Yeah, you're like, that's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Um, and then she said that she did the fitness stuff. I'm like, you know what? One of the things that I always have such a struggle with in my life is like, I've got the finance stuff, but I, for the life of me, cannot like stay fit. I'll get really, you know, pumped and like work out for a good month doing some kind of program and then I'll quit and then I'll like gain all the weight back. And it's just like a yo-yo thing. And then Jackie on the other hand was like, same thing. I love fitness. No problem. Was doing that my whole life. Had no idea how to control my money or spending or what a budget was. We can probably help each other. So we started helping each other. Yeah. So yeah, I gave her a fitness program. She gave me a budgeting template and some help doing Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Um, And then after helping each other for a few months and seeing some progress with each other, we decided to jump into our first joint online challenge. Yeah. Yeah. We Um, created kind of a brand. Our first kind of foray or first project together was called the Rich and Fit 21 Day Challenge. We thought it'd be a cool idea to test the waters to see if anyone else was interested in finance and fitness at the same time because they really do have a lot of parallels and core principles that they share which we'll kind of get into later but so we launched this kind of free 21 day email challenge that had a bunch of stuff to do uh, for your finances and your fitness and it and blew up it was yeah because we really we had launched- no idea what we were doing no. <laughs> and we launched it just right in the new year so yeah, I think people were two years ago two years ago yeah. right in the new year I think people were really like that's a good time when people start to look at yeah. you know getting control of their finance and taking a stab at getting back into the healthy living so it was good timing but it really took off and then we're like hey I think we have something here haven't looked back <laughs> yeah. let's and so what we did after that was kind of regroup and figure out okay what can we do to kind of you know make this a little bit more in-depth and just really like have a lot of awesome stuff for people to do so they can just do their program but then also just continue to do that in their lives instead of just like a quick fix kind of thing and so that's when we really put our heads together and worked tirelessly to create our rich and fit bootcamp course which we just launched in june so it's closed now but we will be opening up registration again for the kind of second wave of the course in september yeah it's been awesome What's it like to go through this boot camp? It, it seems to me that having to deal with fixing your finances and getting in shape at the same time, it just seems like it could be so overwhelming. So how do people get through this boot camp? Like Jess said, all of the concepts and principles are the same for mm-hmm. both fixing your financial health and fixing your physical health. So we take one principle or concept per week. Mm-hmm. So for example, planning yeah. or goal setting. So you need to have a goal. So yeah. the same, it's a principle same that can yeah. be applied to both. And they both use SMART goals, like that SMART acronym. Like in, you know, I'm starting to become a financial counselor. It is in the textbooks, but it's like we use SMART goals to make, you know, really great goals. And that is the same thing for fitness. fitness. And so we're like, okay, well then that will be the theme for week two and goal, goal setting, setting using the SMART acronym to really find out what your fitness and finance goals are. So they kind of work seamlessly. Yeah. And like another example. So I think auditing is the best. Is auditing, the best oh example. yeah. So that would so, be, for, yeah, week one was, is really taking an audit of your finances and your physical health to see where you're at so you can move forward. And that was like, it was a heavy week. There's a lot of stuff to go through, but it's actually really awesome. Yeah. And, and the whole concept is like, yeah, you're right. It's not easy. Like it's not, no, it's, it's not, not, not something simple, <laughs> but the whole concept is, 
the workouts that you do each day are only 30 minutes. Like we're talking about efficiency here. Mm -hmm. So I know what it's like to work a full-time job and try to get your workout in. I'm all about efficiency. No one has two plus hours to spend in the gym every day. Some people don't even have a gym membership. I totally get that. I hate gyms. Yeah, so um, I made all the workouts to be totally, you can do them anywhere and you can do them in 30 minutes so that you can get it in, get it done and be done with it for the rest of the day. Same with the meal plan and Mm -hmm. all of the nutrition side of it. It's very simple. I I preach simplicity. I think there's so much, there's overcomplication when it comes to health and wellness. It's very simple. Um, And I keep it as simple as possible so that people can start to develop habits quickly and keep them for life. And also lots of the things that we teach, especially for the, you know, fitness, it's like, we're teaching you how to do this in the cheapest way possible. You don't need a gym membership. You don't need any equipment. You maybe need a yoga mat and then you just need, like, you really don't even need a yoga mat. You don't even need a yoga mat. Yeah. You can do it on a hard floor. I've done it. It's totally fine. And for like the meal plan, when I kind of switched over to the meal plan, I didn't really find much of a difference in my grocery bill. But I think I felt better and I was eating less crap and my grocery bill was basically much cheaper. It's actually it's cheaper, cheaper if you if don't buy packaged goods. It's, yeah. it's cheaper to stick to the plan. So you can get fit, healthy for while this, saving yeah. money. Well, yeah, while like living um, frugally and, and being conscious with your budget. Yeah. So it's like all of them kind Everything of kind together. of <laughs> meld in and mixed together. So it sounds like a lot like you said, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that kind of struck me Jackie, was when you were talking about how people kind of overcomplicate the situation with their health and fitness. Is it kind of the same thing with the money too, Jessica? I mean, are people like overcomplicating their finances to the point where they're just getting this sort of analysis paralysis and they're like, I just can't? Absolutely. I feel like, especially the more that I've learned throughout the years, you know, managing my own money and then, you know, in my training, I used to think it was so overwhelming. And that's why I think lots of people never even like try right is that like one of the reasons why you're like I don't even want to go I'm not gonna lie I still don't love doing it and it is (laughs) like I I don't like doing my like but it's good but you're you're finding results and that's yeah and it actually is really simple yeah like it's really simple like you just have to keep track really yeah like when you kind of break it down and in the course I break down like this is what you need for a financial plan to just like be awesome there really aren't that many elements and at the end of the day there's just those elements and that's it. And I think yeah. once people really understand that, they're like, oh, well, why is there so much information out there? Lots of that information is just reiterating the same stuff, but because there's so much information out there, it, it feels like, and there's also just like a lot of opinions, lots of different strategies and everything like that. But the core principles of personal finance, very basic and simple, just like fitness. It's the exact same thing with fitness. There's so many opinions out there. There's so much different research mm-hmm. and different approaches and different strategies, but when it comes down to it, like the basics are pretty simple. Yeah. You can like with finance, you can get into like investing and all this other stuff. Like with fitness, you can Mm -hmm. get into like higher level, like athletic training and stuff like this. But for the basics, it's actually pretty simple. And that's kind of what we, and most people just need to do the basics to really like elevate themselves from their current situation. Most people don't need to get to that advanced level to, you know, not all of us are going to the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. And not everyone (laughs) has to have $10 million for retirement when like 1 million will be fine, which I know you're just like, yes, right over here. That's a selling point right there. She's going to make me a millionaire by 65. (laughs) 65. Got it. One of the things you said 
earlier was that one of the first steps would be taking an audit. Now, I'm familiar with what that looks like for personal finances. You know, you can look at your balances and put a net worth statement together, figure out how much you have, figure out how much you owe and watch your income and put that down on paper. What does a personal fitness audit look like? How do you do that? Exactly the same way. You take measurements of your body. You take pictures. So you can actually get a little tape measure out, tape measurements of your body. You can measure yourself in weight. There's various different forms you can measure yourself. Take an audit of where you're at physically, looking at what you're eating, what your income of food is. Mm -hmm. So what you're putting into your body, what you're X like putting out so what exercise you're already doing it's literally the exact same thing as Mm -hmm. taking an audit of your finances you're just literally doing it to your body so my personal best ways to do it is to take actual measurements with a measuring tape of your body so like chest waist hips um, take pictures because pictures are absolutely the best. You see a lot of like progress pictures no, yeah, floating around yeah. no, and I've been it kind of gets too. annoying, but like they really, really are the best, yeah, the best way to measure yourself because body composition, like numbers, numbers aren't always a good indicator. So <laughs> I do two ways. So the pictures and the numbers to do the audit originally, and then also taking an audit of what you're eating. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize, like with spending, yes. you can go to a coffee shop and, you know, every day you're just spending, you know, $1.50 or uh, $2 on a coffee. Similarly to spending that $1.50 yep. or $2 every day, you're intaking that coffee, cream, sugar, those little things add up yep. in your food intake and caloric intake, just like they yep. do spending money. Yeah. So exact same approach, just physical instead of financial. Mm-hmm. And then checking back in over a course of time on a monthly basis, right? You got it. Monthly basis. Every four weeks is what we Mm -hmm. kind of recommend. Mm -hmm. So uh, you talked about SMART goals, which is great as well. And how do you determine which are the right goals for you? So Mm. do you want me to? Yeah, you go. Okay. So for me, in terms of fitness, it's the goals that are going to keep you going. So it's the goals that if, for example... Everybody wants to look good in a bikini. Everyone wants Even to look you. good. Every, you, 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 Harlan, I want to see Harlan in a bikini. Yeah, like, <laughs> can we do that? Can we make that happen? It can be arranged. Everyone wants to look good, you know, at the beach. Everyone wants to look good. So in my opinion, that's not a great goal to set. A goal that's going to keep you going is one of my biggest ones is you don't want someone to have to help you off the toilet when you are 80 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's a long-term goal. Yeah. A short-term goal is you don't want, so it's the goal that's going to stop you from eating that piece of cake. It's the goal yeah. that's going to motivate you to do the workout every day. Whatever it is, maybe you have kids, picking your kids up, playing with your kids. You want to be motivated by something that's yeah. going to keep you going day to day. And I feel like when you really kind of look or just take a minute to really think about, okay, why do I even want to get fit? Why? Usually the answer will kind of pop up for me. Like for me, it was never to be like, yeah, sure. I'd like to look good in a bikini, but like, I haven't been to a beach in three years, so I don't really care. <laughs> um, but for me, it was like, I would like to fit into the jeans that I bought because I'm too cheap to go buy new jeans. Like that really <laughs> irritates me. And that's a big motivator because I hate feeling uncomfortable in clothes. 
clothes. I hate it so much. Yeah. But also, Feeling it's comfortable like, I want to feel comfortable in my body again. And that has been like the key motivator for me to continue doing all these workouts. Every day after I do a workout, I'm like, oh my gosh, my body's changed a little bit. I can tell because I remember where the little fat deposits were everywhere and some of them were gone. And I'm like, wow. And then making that progress is even more of a motivator. You're like, I want to keep going to see how you know good I can feel. And I didn't realize how bad I used to feel without eating healthy and not working out. I thought it was normal. And then once you kind of make that change, you're like, oh That's my crazy. gosh, this is, and the same goes with your finances. You may not realize how bad it is until you start making progress. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was living like that, spending every single dollar living paycheck to paycheck, worrying about where my money is going until now I have this plan and I feel so much more comfortable and safe and happy. Yeah. So I think in turn to come back to the question is it's the goal that's going to keep you going, keep you motivated, but also goals can change as you, as you evolve and as month to month, the the short term goal might change. I also recommend doing little like motivating challenges for yourself. Mm -hmm. So being able to, like I said, pick up your kids or play with your kids or, you know, pick maybe a little fun run to do or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of this is set up so that you can kind of work on things yourself, but how do you know whether the goal that you set based on the time frame that you want to give yourself is achievable? Do you need to talk to somebody else to kind of get some grounding on, well, you know, I'd love to be in movie star shape uh, in six months. You know, that's my goal. What do I need to do in order to get there? How do you figure out how much time it's going to take and whether that's you know, reasonable or not? Well, I think like one of the best parts about this course is like the reason we didn't just make it a course that anyone can take it at any time is we wanted to really create an atmosphere where there's a community. So we have a number of students in the course, but there's also a Facebook group, which is kind of where we house the community. People can ask questions. They can email us directly if they don't want it to be kind of public. We do a Facebook Live every week to have kind of a one-on-one talk. But I think uh, we even go through this a little bit in the course, like how to actually use the SMART acronym, how to choose an achievable goal. Sometimes it's really just like writing down your goal and then thinking like, wait, that's not impossible. I think in one of the lessons, Jackie even gave the example that if you want to, your goal is to weigh 90 pounds, but you're like six foot, whatever, that's not achievable because it's literally impossible. If your goal is actually impossible, then you're going to have to rethink that goal. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like if you're six feet tall, you're not going to weigh under a hundred pounds being healthy, you know? So, but like, some of it yeah. does require some actual like like yeah. scientific knowledge yes. and yeah. knowing and maybe you don't know but that's yeah. why we're here again is I didn't know what an achievable goal was for savings with and, and given for me my like yeah for the I found like the personal finance that's almost a bit easier to kind of find out if it is achievable there's a ton of online calculators plug in your numbers do you make that much money can you save that much money if not then it's not achievable you have to do something within your kind of uh, realm of possibility. And there are a ton of online calculators for the same, oh, yeah, that's same, true for yeah, for the same thing that's for true. fitness. It can go either way. You can ask us or you yeah. can go online and do 10, minutes of, 10 minutes of research <clears throat> and, and figure out if that, that's an actual achievable goal. Mm-hmm. What other similarities are there between managing your money and managing your health? I would say like in week three, we go into mindfulness and it's kind of our joint week because I find like the theme of mindfulness has become a lot more prominent in the personal finance sphere, which I love, but it's also huge with fitness. And so that was definitely kind of a a cool parallel between both, like really integrating mindfulness, meditation, just being conscious of 
what you're eating, what you're spending, what you're doing with your body to live a more balanced life. And that's another element of the course is like trying to find balance. Because when we started making this course, we were doing our side hustles and working full time and living our lives. And <laughs> we're trying to find balance. Juggling. <laughs> juggling. Balance. <laughs> yeah, we were juggling. We were struggling and juggling. But so we try to show you with, you know, something like mindfulness, integrating that with your money and your fitness you know, yeah. you will get more balance. Yeah. And being, being present is so trendy right now. You yeah, know, like you see it everywhere, be present, be mindful. It's the perfect concept to apply to both fitness and finance. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like to explain what we mean by being mindful. It's like, mm-hmm. if you feel like spending something, like you feel like going in, you yeah. walk by your favorite shoe store or something, yeah. you want to go buy something like stop, take a second, take a few breaths, yeah. say like, why, why do I want to go buy that? Why do I want to go buy? Like, what's the background? Did something happen at work? Like, Mm -hmm. do you just have cravings to go buy a new pair of shoes? Like, do you need that pair of shoes? Same with your health. Eating, Eating, most importantly, Mm -hmm. is so many people eat mindlessly. Like, why do you want to have that? You know, like, why do you want to eat that? Is that going to actually get you to your goals? Is it going to nourish your body? What is that food going to do for you? Mm -hmm. More often than not, it's probably going to hurt you in some, you know, I'm not talking like, but you know, it's it's not, it's not getting you, it's not making you healthier. Yeah. It's not making you healthier or happier or richer or fitter. Yeah. So it's just taking a moment to be mindful and present in the moment when you're having those cravings or, Mm -hmm. or urges to go Mm -hmm. spend something. And lots of it could just be like, you know, what, I realized like personally through doing this course on top of making it was I definitely understood like the side of like spending overspending people that are shopaholics or addicted to spending. It's like, that is probably why they have this urge. They've created this habit of just like spend, spend, spend without, you know, really thinking about it. And same with the eating. Cause I realized once I got on the meal plan, I was addicted to sugar, like hardcore addicted to sugar. I had no idea. Cause I don't really eat that many sugary things, but sugar is actually in everything. <laughs> I didn't know that. So it could be like, you know, taking that time to think about why do I crave that? Maybe it's, what am I eating? Oh, look, it's because I'm addicted to sugar. Yeah. And a lot of it, other than being addicted, a lot of it's like the emotional attachment. Like I used to love just having a couple pieces of toast before bed Mm. because that's what my mom used to make me when I was young. And it was just like, that's what I wanted. And it made me feel all cozy and that's what I wanted. But world your mom's not going to be hurt or upset (laughs) if you stop eating your toast before bed (laughs) so anyway little things like that yeah so what are some of the other things that you've seen with the people who have taken your course or the people that you've talked to that cause them to struggle with getting on top of their finances and their fitness i would say I know I, i keep kind of preaching that there's so much overlap but there really is like it's the same things that prevent people from taking control of their financial health are the same things that prevent them from taking control of their physical health. So a lot of it is busyness. Mm -hmm. Everyone's busy. People don't feel like they have the time to devote to doing all of the things that they think. It's not really that much, but yeah, that's the thing. It really doesn't take that much time, but they're like, I'm so packed. There's no way I can fit it in. Yeah. So busyness is a big one um, Uh that we hear a lot. I think part of it is also just lack of education. I mean, obviously, like, thank God there are things like this podcast that is helping people educate themselves to learn more and be exposed to this. But sometimes people are just not exposed to any information about fitness or finance, despite maybe, or like besides maybe what they see on TV, which is just, you know, like the tip of the iceberg. And like Jess said, people don't know how good it can be until they do it. And then some of the other things, so time, busyness, 
and then money. So like people think that they don't have the money to invest on the time they don't have the money to invest into their physical health and their financial uh, long-term financial well-being yeah they think they already have to have money to to get get or with their money or their fitness yeah but it's really not the case and that's kind of what our one of our main pillars of our program is is that you really don't need to be rich or have much money at all (laughs) you don't need a gym membership you don't need you don't need you know to spend hundreds of dollars on personal training you don't Mm -hmm. need all that stuff you just need a few minutes a day and the and the um, willpower willpower. and and, yeah so what about the transformation that happens i think the best question to ask then is you know jessica how has your fitness been transformed through your partnership there and jacqueline how has your finances been transformed Okay. Yes. We just finished week four of the course. We're officially into week five. And I I did like test the waters while we were making the course, but it it honestly has been really beneficial even for me having the community that it just has like, I'm like, I really do have to do all of the workouts. Otherwise I'm a fraud. I have to do these. I have to get (laughs) results, right? That is the motivation. Uh, I can't let people down. And so I have been diligent with all the workouts and the meal plan. But it was really, really hard to start. And I, I just told myself, just get through week one. It'll get better week two. And then just every week. And now I actually really like the workouts, which I never thought I would say because they were so hard, like mentally near the end. Like I literally like do positive self-talk. Like, come on, Jessica, just one more rep. You got this. Like I talked to myself like that while I'm in my house alone. I walked in. <laughs> I walked in for our latest Facebook live session last Sunday and she goes, Look at my arm! I, I, <laughs> I have muscles I've never had before. So, like, personally, because I have been doing, like, the progress photos, I've been sharing those on Instagram and, you know, weighing myself and measuring myself. Like, when I measure and weigh myself, it's very, like, hardly anyone can notice. Like, and even with the photos, like, I can absolutely notice, but most people are like, eh, it's not, like, a crazy transformation. It's only been a few weeks. But Because me, we don't we don't preach no, quick fixes. No, it's this not, a, not quick a quick fix. No, no, no. no. This, this is, like, setting yeah. the foundation for a better life. But... For me, because I have been pretty self-aware, I know how my body has been and how and whatever. Uh, And it's, you know, I had some weight to lose, absolutely. And so after four weeks, there's things that are not on my body anymore. (laughs) There are little rolls that aren't there anymore. There are muscles that didn't exist before. So I'm like, oh, wow. And the fact that I'm like, like, yeah, I'm like stoked. And I, yeah, Yeah. I flex all the time at home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in terms of, for me, since leaving the corporate world, I was so stressed out about not knowing where my money is going to come from, you know, like, you know, if I have, I do, I do four week programs for my clients. So it's like, okay, like I gotta make sure I have (laughs) enough clients for next month. So yeah, like just, it's given me so much peace of mind following Jess's, like just follow the plan, just stick to the plan, just mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. It's a, it's work. Yeah. And I told Jess the other day, yeah, you're like, I, I don't it. love it. I don't <laughs> love doing it. I don't, it's not my thing. Finance isn't my and thing. And that's okay. You don't have to love finance, yeah. but just do it. And that's what I tell myself. It's the same with fitness. She doesn't love it, but yeah, just do I'm not going to be a fitness model, but I will continue working out because I like the feeling, it how it feels, how yeah. you feel after. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, you might not love it, but the feeling after is Amazing. so gratifying. Yeah. I like that you point that out because I think a lot of the time we've been sold this idea that we only have to do things we like, or we only have to do things that are pleasant. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, is if you want these good results and to build these good habits and to move forward, and if you want to be an adult, you really kind of have to sometimes do things that you don't really care to do. And I hate working out. I'm there. I hate it. But I can fully feel a difference when I'm not, you know, 
I don't work out a ton, but I do try every day to like do something active mm-hmm. and try and, and do that because it is important to to keep doing it no matter how much you hate it. Yeah, I think that's like one of my biggest things. Not there's so many people like millennials are like, oh, do what makes you happy. Like it's just like follow like, your dreams and just do things that make you happy. Like no, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> no, you gotta put the work into it. Yes, follow your dreams. <laughs> But be smart about it and think long term. You yeah. need to go through some, you know, not fun times yeah. and things that you don't love. And I think long term, though, too, like when you get your finances in order and we get your physical health going and everything, your life as a whole, I mean, you got to look at it holistically as well. Your life as a whole is much better and much more enjoyable. So, you know, it's like, oh, no. So if I spend an hour a day, if I spend 30 minutes a day on my fitness and 15 minutes a day on my finances and I spend that 45 minutes a day doing stuff that maybe is not super fun, the rest of my life could be so much better. <laughs> so, yes. Like it's why? like an investment in yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. investing a little bit of time into yourself to make your yeah. whole life better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially like we haven't even touched on this, but like, especially for the fitness side, I, what I really like is like, yes, absolutely. Like the physical changes, but it's honestly the mental changes. Cause you know, especially during winter, I always get like the seasonal depressive disorder or whatever, or just like sometimes being self-employed, I just get like, I'm alone and this sucks and you have too much time to think having that like 45 minutes or half an hour to work out and just like focus on something that's just like, you're not thinking you're just doing is yeah. so good for my when mental you're on, health. When you're it's on your crazy. fourth set of 25 squats, you are not thinking about how sad you are. No, you you're just thinking like, about how much your butt is burning and you want to And stop. then you're happy that you, after you did it, you're like, I can't believe you did that. Actually, to- everything's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mental side of taking control of your fitness and financial health, I think is the biggest thing in our yeah. biggest goal for people who take our course or anyone we really yeah. talk to yeah. is like, we know not everyone loves finance. We know not everyone loves fitness and working out, but we do know how much happier you will be in the long term. When you talked about seasonal depression, it made me think of something else. For people who are just totally convinced that there is nothing that they can do to improve their life in terms of their finances or their fitness, you know, whether it comes from you know, a mental blockage or just, or, or physical problems that, you know, would normally prevent people from getting in shape. How do you get past that? And is there anybody for whom this wouldn't even work? And perhaps, you know, they, they need some other kind of help. Well, I guess for us, I guess our our kind of target people are the people who want to help themselves. I think that's key. If you want to make a significant change in your life, you need to want to help yourself. You just need help getting there. Yeah. But there is, you know, there's a ton of people that are out there that they kind of want to help themselves, but they're also like, I've done everything I could have think of and I still haven't, you know, lost weight. I'm still broke. What the hell? And I still feel like, you know, this is like our course is based off like positivity, balance, we're helping you motivate. So it's like, if you have even like a little bit of, you know, motivation to just make that choice and like do it, we can kind of like help you through, move you yeah, through forward. Yeah. yeah. But you do need but you to, do. you do need to have, we can't convince people who, who don't want to be convinced. Um, yeah. And that's not really what we're here. I don't think no. that's not really no, what our goal what, is. No. Our goal is to help the people who want to make a change. And yeah, I think there are other there's uh, yeah, there's different avenues for people who actually need 
to be convinced in the first place. Yeah. Um, and again, that may just like go back to like getting some professional help. Cause me and Jackie are both like proud. We're advocates of like going to see a counselor. Oh, yeah. Need some kind of mental. <laughs> I mean, we were actually just talking we about this the other day. day. We both see and, our like, therapist, I started seeing like, my therapist <laughs> again. You're like, Oh, I have one too. I'm like, yeah. And it's, it's good. It's, a helpful it's like you you yeah. are at that point where you're like I just I can't do it myself I need some guidance absolutely go seek a therapist or a counselor it, it's worked for me in several points in my life where I just felt I'm like I don't know anymore yeah so, so if any of our audience wants to seek out you how can they find you Sure. So best place to find me is my website jessicamorehouse.com but feel free to tweet me or email me jessica at jessicamorehouse.com and for me, it's the same thing. Website is JacquelinePhillips.com. Uh, Instagram is probably my social of choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can message me on Instagram or Facebook or yeah, those are the mm-hmm. website, Instagram, Facebook. Those are probably my best options. Mm-hmm. And do you have a website where your course is where people can yes. find it? So just richandfitbootcamp.com. So there's a landing page that says, you know, the course is closed, but it will be opening again soon. So it's best just to subscribe to get on the list to find out all the details first when we do announce when the next course is going to be live. Fantastic. Well, it's been great having you here today. It's been a real lively discussion. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty lively. <laughs> I'm trying not to be too <laughs> thank you so thank much you. for having us thank it was you. really a pleasure yeah anytime and thank you audience for watching or listening uh, to adulting.tv live we'll be back soon so make sure you go to our site to see what's coming up and subscribe to our podcast at adulting.tv slash itunes uh, you could also subscribe on stitcher or any app of your choice until next time make sure you behave like a grown-up Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Adulting.tv